0: You're listening to Inside the Department of Defense, a podcast with some of the top stories from around the DOD. On February 13th, Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta announced a new medal awarded to service members directly affecting combat operations who may not be co-located with combat operations. The new Distinguished Warfare Medal recognizes the changing face of conflict and the ability to change the course of conflict from afar. Julie Baylor, Acting Director of Officer and Enlisted Personnel Management in the Pentagon, said that due to the technological advances on the battlefield, service members now fight differently and those contributions should be acknowledged. And
1: the the services all came forward and said that there are people both on and off the battlefield that are doing things now and we wanted an ability, wanted a way to recognize them for those things.
0: While there are meritorious medals for service over time, this medal is for direct impact with specific procedures being developed by each service secretary.
1: There are other awards that recognize meritorious service over a period of time. This is intended to recognize specific impacts on the battlefield. As a service member who's orchestrating and moving troops on a battlefield, but perhaps they themselves are not physically at that location, but they do something that contributes in some extraordinary way to the battle.
0: The award is retroactive to September 11, 2001, and each service secretary will detail how to recognize earlier acts. For more information visit defense.gov. Former U.S. Army Staff Sergeant Clinton Romache was presented the Medal of Honor by President Barack Obama during a ceremony at the White House on Monday, February 11th. When I called Clint to tell him that he would receive this medal he said he was honored, but
2: he also said it wasn't just me out there, it was a team effort. And so today We also honor this American team, including those who made the ultimate sacrifice.
0: Romache, the fourth living service member to receive America's highest military decoration for service in Operation Iraqi Freedom or Operation Enduring Freedom, earned the medal for his actions on October 3, 2009, when Combat Outpost Keating came under attack by 300 Taliban fighters. From that battle, soldiers earned 37 Army Commendation Medals, 27 Purple Hearts, 18 Bronze Stars, and 9 Silver Stars. Rumeche remembers that day, the soldiers who fought next to him and the ones who never made it out.
1: This award is for the eight soldiers that didn't make it and for the rest of the team that fought valiantly and magnificently that day. I will forever be humbled by their bravery their commitment to service, and their loyalty to one another.
0: In addition to the White House ceremony, Romeshe was honored at the Pentagon and inducted into the Hall of Heroes by Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta, who had this to say. Clint ramache on behalf of a grateful nation, I want to thank
2: you for your service and for your bravery and for the fact
0: that you fought because the United States of America and the safety of all of our citizens were at stake. You fought well, you fought bravely, and your courage is now a part of American history. A humbled Romache took the stage and spoke to the crowd about many things, including the battle at Combat Outpost Keating. 400
1: Taliban versus 52 American soldiers. Just
0: doesn't seem fair to the Taliban. Remache acknowledged the honor to be a Medal of Honor recipient, but also that it always comes with a sacrifice.
1: Some say I'm a hero, but it doesn't make sense because I got to come home with few scars. Eight of my friends did not have that
0: fortune. For more information on Clint Romaché, visit defense.gov or army.mil. As a nation, we dedicate the month of February to celebrate and reflect on the contributions and achievements of African Americans. This year's theme, At the Crossroads of Freedom and Equality, celebrates the Emancipation Proclamation and the March on Washington. Brigadier General Stephen Twitty Deputy Chief of Staff Communication, International Security Assistance Force, United States Forces Afghanistan, shares his thoughts about African American History Month while serving in Kabul. It is an opportunity to celebrate black history.
1: But more importantly, it is an opportunity to celebrate American history. Blacks, they are a large part of American history. You know, whether it be our service in the military, our service in the sciences, medicine, you name it. You know, we've been an integral part of American history. And so think of it as not just only black history, but
0: American history. Even before the nation's birth, African-Americans have a long tradition of service in America's armed forces. What a lot of people do not know is
1: black Americans or African-Americans, they have served in every single war that our country has embarked upon. And I think that's important.
0: Uh, we have always moved to the sound of the gun when our country has called on us. Today, nearly 18% of the U.S. enlisted force and more than 9% of officers are African American. That, according to Clarence Johnson, Director, Diversity Management and Equal Employment Opportunity.
2: During this time, it gives us an opportunity to, to make sure we appreciate the strides we have made, because we have made great strides. I think we pride ourselves in the fact that DOD our policies, programs, and the way we execute our mission, we make sure all our individuals are treated with equity, dignity, and respect.
0: For more information on African American History Month, visit our special on defense.gov. On February 19th, President Barack Obama spoke to reporters about looming sequestration, the impact that it would have, and how he thinks it can be avoided. If Congress fails to come to an agreement by Friday, March 1st, Sequestration will impose across-the-board defense spending cuts. Our
2: top priority must be to do everything we can to grow the economy and create good middle-class jobs. That's our top priority. That's our North Star. That drives every decision we make. And it has to drive every decision that Congress and everybody in Washington makes uh, over the next several years.
0: Initially, the cuts were intended to motivate Congress to come together and reach an agreement. But to date, that has not happened.
2: Now, if Congress allows this meat cleaver approach to take place, it will jeopardize our military readiness. It will eviscerate job-creating investments in education and energy and medical research.
0: The president went on to provide examples of what will be affected, including the military.
2: And already the threat of these cuts has forced the Navy to delay an aircraft carrier that was supposed to deploy to the Persian Gulf. And as our military leaders have made clear, changes like this, not well thought through, not phased in properly, changes like this affect our ability to respond to threats in unstable parts of the world.
0: Additionally, Undersecretary of Defense Comptroller and Chief Financial Officer Robert Hale held a press conference on February 20th discussing the DOD's plans in the event of a civilian furlough. We will protect the wartime operating accounts, but that means larger disproportionate cuts in the base budget. Hale also discussed who would be exempt from being furloughed, including civilians deployed in combat zones, civilians required to maintain safety, employees paid on non-appropriated funds, and Senate-confirmed political appointees. Additionally, components will provide specific exemptions that will be reviewed. While a furlough is likely in an event of sequestration, Hale said the DOD will do everything possible to protect the benefits of those affected and will also provide 30 days notice, which means it wouldn't take place until mid-April. For more information, visit whitehouse.gov or the defense.gov special on sequestration. You've been listening to news brought to you by the Department of Defense. For links to these stories and much more, visit dodlive.mil or defense.gov.